Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we just finished worship, guys. That was Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Uh, amazing song. Just of You can just feel the, the reverence of the Holy Spirit. And um, before we hop in um, for this segment, is there any praise reports, testimonies, anything they would like to share? I have one. Okay, go for it. All right, well, I don't really know how to say this, but it's just been on my heart. And I actually did reach out to Christian a few days ago. Um, um, it was a few days ago, but I got a call from um, a lady that I used to know, and it was actually my ex's mother. And she called me and ended up telling me that he had died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And um, they found him, you know, dead in the restroom at work. And at first when she told me, like, I couldn't believe it, but I was, I was in shock, but I was at peace. And, you know, I talked to her for some time that night. And then the next day, um, I don't know why, but it just like hit me really bad. And my spirit just was shaken and I just couldn't believe it. And I was, I was really hurting and I was in a lot of pain. And, you know, I even called Christian and I wanted him to pray over me because that's not like me, you know, I'm. I feel like I have a lot of strength and peace in my heart and the Lord has helped me with my grandma and my father's passing recently and this was just like a shock to me and I didn't know why I was, you know, my spirit was reacting like this, but, you know, I wasn't going to let the enemy do what he wanted to do to my spirit and my soul. I said, no, like, yes, it hurts and it's very sad because I love this person and they're not here anymore and it was tragic, but I know God, I know his word, I know what he's done for me and I'm not going to allow the enemy to try to get me in that place of hurt and pain. So I just kept praying. And yeah, I cried my eyeballs out, but I kept praying to God the whole day and even now. But I just let him let him have everything that was that I was feeling inside. And and he took it away. You know, he replaced that with peace. And the enemy still tries to, you know, attack me. Sometimes I'll get memories or things will pop back into my head. But I remind myself that I know who he is and I know where he's at and I know he's with God. So he's in paradise and I know that. So I'm I'm happy for him and I know that God doesn't make mistakes and I believe that wholeheartedly and I just thank God for everything he's done and I just keep thanking him and I just wanted to share that with anybody who may be dealing with a death or a loss and, you know, sometimes even though we think we're strong and we know we're strong, the enemy will try to get us in that place of hurt because we're human, you know, and we feel things. And so I just want to encourage anybody, if they're going through anything, just to remember that God is there. Reach out to somebody to pray for you and open your Bible and just talk to God, you know, have that relationship, that one-on-one and talk to him. And trust me, he works miracles and he will continue to work over and over in your life. So I hope that blesses somebody out there. Thank you for sharing, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. Thank you for opening your heart up. Does anyone else have anything to share? You know, God says that he is close to the brokenhearted, right? That, you know, we're supposed to pe- we're supposed to have a mindset, you know, when we're with people that mourn, we mourn with them, you know, and and if they're happy, we're happy with them, right? We've got to have that same mindset. But uh I've had a couple testimonies this past week. Um, I was able to pray for two men. Uh, one was named Frank and, and one was named Lucas. And the Lucas situation, it was, it was pretty intense. You know, I went to the store and I, and I grabbed something and I started talking to him. And, you know, the Lord kind of gave me a word of knowledge about arthritis, that he was dealing with some sort of arthritis and... So I stepped out in faith and I said, hey, man, you know, are you dealing with any like anything with arthritis? And he's like, well, I have carpal tunnel in my wrist. And he's and he's 27 years old. Right. And he's like, I also have gout in his foot. And he was like, yeah, my neck is stiff right now and I'm about to get a migraine. So I told him who that great physician was. and I told him about the finished work of the cross and I gave him Jesus and and he also dealt with lower back pain so I prayed for his leg to grow out but also prayed against the gout I prayed against the carpal tunnel I prayed against the migraine I prayed against like he's at work 
doing all this. And it was perfect timing because no one showed up but me. And I gave him the word and his eyes started to water. So I knew the love of God was already penetrating his heart. And, you know, he recently got divorced. He found out his wife cheated on him. He moved from a different state to start a fresh new life. But guess what? You can't run away from problems. But you go to the one that is the great counselor. The one that restores things and makes things all new. And will actually transform you to look like him. If you let him. And... The thing is, is that um, I asked him, I said, how do you feel? And he said, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So all of it just swiped him out. And he was also uh, a practicing Mormon. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, I have the Mormon book. And, you know, I also read the Bible. But I told him, I said, this is this is the thing, bro. I said, I admire Mormons because they do serve and they have a heart to serve and they help their community i said if more christians were like that there would be no stopping us but mormonism is a religion and religion is just form with no power and i said what you experience right now at your work was the power of god there's a difference and i was telling them to trust in jesus know him and ask him I gave him a challenge. I said, I want you to read your Bible and I want you to ask God to reveal himself to you through his word. And I said, it will jump off the pages to you. So I prayed that, you know, full healing. I also prayed for uh, my father-in-law, Frank, and I I kept it real um, light with him, but his leg grew out and he didn't say anything. So the thing is, Jesus is real (laughs) and miracles are real and they haven't stopped with the prophets or the disciples in the past. Miracles happen today. I actually was able to talk to a believer and he, I mean him, we've been talking, he was talking about these are the end of days, but God is raising an army to defeat the enemy of darkness, right? And, um, God gave me a word of knowledge about his heart. So he actually prayed for me. I was like, thank you, Lord. And when I prayed for him, I said, what's wrong with your heart? He's like, it's not mine. It's my wife's. She's having heart complications and her heart keeps irregularly beating. And I said, guess what? I said, Jesus is going to heal your wife's heart. And I'm going to lay my hands on your heart because you guys are one. And it's going to transfer. And I said, there's no difference in the time of, for time in the spirit. And ministering angels are going to be going to Sophia and healing her heart. So this isn't a back of a cylinder cage with AC units. Brick wall, cylinder cages, AC units. And God had an open heaven before us. I prayed and we both felt the Holy Spirit go, whoo, just on us like, and, it was, and he's like, dude, I'm always down when there's two or more. Because Jesus is in the mess. He's in the middle. Yeah. So, you know, this, so Lucas got touched at his job. I got touched at my job. And he got touched during his job. So we can't, we always have to have this kingdom mindset that, you know, we spend most of our times at our jobs. But our jobs are assignment for the kingdom to be at hand. And that's why we always have to keep that mindset on things above, not things beneath. So I just want to share that with you guys because I want to encourage you. I'm here to disciple. I'm here to help you guys because I was a broken person, horrible, twisted, you name it. God restored me, fixed me, healed me, made me whole, and now I can work for his kingdom. I got employed. So amazing, right? Yeah, speak loud, please. So I, too... um one of my friends is like, I need prayer. So we went into the wellness room and then we just started praying for each other. And Holy Spirit touched us both. Come we on. just felt his presence and she started crying and it just lifted the heaviness. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm encouraging you guys to, you know, like just pray for people, mm-hmm. you know, because they're hurting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and I and I love that. It's like I envision myself in that wellness room playing for people now. Come on. Yeah. So, so I, good. It's so good. It's prophetic, right? Wellness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think so about good. That. Anybody else? Okay, let's jump into prayer. Come in agreement, guys. Father, we thank you for the unity of this time. We thank you for the family that you've created from all different backgrounds, from all different cultures, from all different ethnicities, but we come as one tribe, one nation under God. And we thank you that we have a covenant under you, Lord God, and that you are in our presence right now. And your grace shines upon us right now, Lord. And we thankful and we came with thanksgiving and praise into your courts, rejoicing and shouting out with praise to who you are. Lord God, I ask you that you would touch all the people that will be listening to this podcast throughout every nation and that it increases to grow more, Lord. That there's an increase of hunger and desire to seek you. That can only come from you, Lord. With our natural minds, it doesn't make sense. But with our soul, we hunger and thirst for you. You are the good shepherd of our soul. Refresh us right now with your word. That your word would empower us. That these signs shall follow them that believe. Father, I ask you that you would open every ear that's listening right now, every heart to be open and ready to receive. I cancel every assignment that the enemy is trying to distract or, or trying to get people not to come on this podcast or this Bible study, but I break the words that were said against them right now in Jesus' name. That Lord God, you would raise your army that you, they would grow as golden wheat for your harvest, ready to be picked. Father, I ask you that you send your ministering spirits, your angels, to and fro, Lord God, increasing the knowledge and the acknowledgement of you upon the earth. Father, I ask you to give me wisdom understanding right now and also to the listeners that you'd give them wisdom understanding right now to understand, to comprehend. Holy Spirit, I ask you to give me utterance right now that there'd be living a flowing water out of my mouth. That my mind would be set upon you, Lord, which is life and peace. Lord God, have your way. Give me great strength, Adonai. Thank you, Jehovah Ra. God Almighty, our good shepherd. I love you and ask you for all these things, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to talk about transformation. Woo! Woo. <laughs> this is something that I feel can get neglected in the body of Christ. You know, I always hear people say, well, come as you are, but don't leave as you were. There needs to be this change. There needs to be this renewing of the mind. There needs to be this new heart. There needs to be this new person. Because then it really means you're really not born again. Born again means to be born again fully into the spirit of God. And the thing is, we we tend with our carnal minds to war against God. Because logic and analytical mind is against faith. It's against knowing who God is. You'll never understand God through logic or analytical mind because... Even scientists are always figuring things out, but nothing's clicking to be like, wait, there's a creator. How are these constellations made? How are these new planets being formed? How are these stars in in these right places, in these right environments? Because we try to figure God out with our minds, and you never will. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Jesus said this. 
So with that being said, we have to put on this new person that we become. But a lot of us are scared of change. A lot of us don't want to change because we like how we are. But we still want the blessings of God. Now there's a sacrifice that comes with this. And anything that's worth having, you must sacrifice for. Right? Like if you want a good job, you got to sacrifice your time, your effort. Right? Or if you want a good relationship with your spouse or your significant other, you sacrifice spending time building a relationship with them, being intimate with them. So what makes you think that it's different when it comes to God? And I want to say this, it's, it's not a makeover. It's a redo over. Because... We can put this fake facade of a makeover, but really nothing has changed outside of that thin layer that's physical. It needs to be internal. But for that to be internal, the word of God has to be poured over you. And you got to spend time with the Lord. I truly feel... I know this... Holy Spirit, help me to say this correctly. The church didn't teach me to change. When I sat and laid on my stomach, spread out on the floor, my father says, I need you to become who I made you from the dawn of time, what you're destined to be. No one told me that. And I'm not saying it's all the church's fault. But if you don't spend time with God, God will tell you exactly what his word says. And that's what we're going to cover today. We're going to cover Colossians chapter 3. And I'm going to read it out of the New King James. But I'm also going to read it out of the Amplified. So I'm going to go back and forth in different translations. So... So if you guys got your Bibles or notes or whatever you're going to do, this is the time to follow and this is the time to, uh, or listen or whatever you want to do. So, okay. Colossians chapter three, verse one. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above And not things on the earth. For you died. And your life is hidden with Christ and God. So we we think that. When we go through this born again process. We're still the same. But really we're fully changed. But what we tend to do. Is to carry that dead man. And that's why you have so much burdens on you. That's why you're so stressed out. That's why you're so depressed or you have, you're, you're anxious or you have so much anger because you're carrying around this dead weight. And Jesus said, you've died with me and you've come back to life with me. And this is what it says in the Amplified. It says there, there verse, uh, Colossians 3, verse 1, Therefore, if you've been raised with Christ to a new life, Sharing in his resurrection from the dead. Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on things above. The heavenly things, not things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. For you died to this world and your new Real life is hidden with Christ and God. So the thing is, this is who we were created to be. But we've put on death. We put on sin. We put on all the things that have temporal value. But Jesus came for redemption. And when he redeemed you and made you die with him and rise back with him, This is your new real life that is hidden with him. And the thing is, 
it takes time for this process, but do not delay the process of the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because you, at the end of the day, are accountable for what you do before God. Because God sees everything. God knows your heart. God knows your mind. And a lot of people say that, well, God knows my heart. God knows my mind. Well, I'm like, your heart's wicked. And your mind is lustful. And it's prideful. And it's full of strife and envy and self-ambition and desire. I could tell you what it is. And God knows it too. But when we come into this place of transforming into the image of him, this is where the renewing of the mind comes in. And this is when the word of God will be poured out upon you. So we're going to continue reading. Verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Right here. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. So if you see what this is coming from, Christ said, think on things ahead. Think of heavenly things, of what you're going to be doing and where you're seated at with me right now. Yes. And also, stop thinking about your old life. Think about your new and real life that's with me. Yes. And it says, it says, when Christ, who is our life. Remember in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was was God. And I'm just going to turn in there real quick because that, that just came up in my spirit. So I want to be obedient. <clears throat> right here. John 1. Okay. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. So Jesus created all things says right here, verse four, pay attention to this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Without Jesus, there'd be no life and there'd be no light. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it or did not overcome it or couldn't prevail over the light. But going back to Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleansiness, passion, evil, desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Do you see, do you see the... Do you see the difference where Jesus is separating you from here, from the world? Because you were a son of disobedience and the wrath of God is coming upon you. But when you become born again, transformed, cleaned, brand new, you no longer live that way. But a lot of us still try to walk in the world and be like the world when we're supposed to be set apart we're only pilgrims just walking through this world this is not our home it it's our home is with the lord in his kingdom forever and ever so the amplified says so put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body with its sensual, self-centered instincts, immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is a kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. Because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. Those who fail to listen and who routinely and obstinately disregard God's precepts. 
And these sinful things you also once walked when you were habitually living in them without the knowledge of Christ. Now, I love that it said habitually twice in this. If you go back to verse two, it says, set your mind and keep focus habitually on things above. And then it goes down here to verse seven. Also, when you walked, when you were habitually living in them in sin. So this transformation is also required with habitually practicing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You know how many times I've read Colossians chapter 3? A hundred times. And every time I read it, something. Always. The word never gets old. It's alive. It can't die. It says his word will be established forever. That means it doesn't die. It's eternal. His words are eternal. Think about that. That's amazing. <clears throat> Verse 8. New King James. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there's neither Greek nor Jew circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. So we have to get rid of this, all these different types of anger because they all root from anger. That's why he said get rid of all these angers. Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. And then it talks about don't lie to one another. But it says to put off the old man. There is a burial that happens when you become born again. That man dies. That woman dies. And you're not supposed to dig it back up and carry it. Leave it. Why would you want an old, dead, decrepit, rotting body when you can have a healthy, whole, peaceful, love, powerful, active body? That's why you got to think on things above, not things earthly, beneath. Now, I love this. Verse 10, and put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him. So, I know some Christians that don't even read their Bible. That is crazy to me. You're a new person, but you have no knowledge. Think about that. You're like a baby, but you leave that baby isolated and you don't teach it new things. You don't have them experience life in a place where they can grow and be mature and be healthy and whole and know who they are. Check this out. So if we go to Romans chapter 12. Maybe you guys can see the, the dots connecting here. Now, why I'm jumping along and, and just going back and forth is because I'm trying to show you something in a place where this is not only in one scripture or one chapter, but it's in another. And the thing is, it's going to help you understand because you're like, wait, I'm this new person, but how do I renew my mind? How do I become what Jesus or the image of Jesus? So Romans 12. And let's go to verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. What did it say in Colossians chapter 3? Verse 10. And put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. Boom. 
Be transformed. Going back to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So you'll never be in the perfect will of God if your mind's not renewed. You can be new, but you won't be in God's perfect will. And you think that, Christians think that, born again, cool, ticket to heaven, I'm good, I'm going to live my life how I want to, peace. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. That It says in James, I think it's chapter 3, he says, you, de you deceive yourself. You're literally lying to yourself and you know it's wrong. Because we need to have this transformed life. And the thing is, when you have this transformed life, you're going to see the power of God work mightily in you. You're going to see miracle signs and wonders. You're going to live in this place where you don't like you're so focused on the kingdom that all this other stuff can happen around you. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And I know that it doesn't, it's, it seems like it's so far out there. Mm -hmm. And it's so like detached, like, oh, and that, that's not possible. It actually is. Mm -hmm. It really is. God is closer to you than you think he is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Colossians chapter 3. And when it says, when it was talking about the Greek or the Jews circumcised, that means everybody can become a new person and be renewed in the knowledge of him and be like him. Simple as that. Point blank, period. Like, there's no excuse. Everybody has this opportunity now. Doesn't mean like, oh, well, one person's anointed. No, that one person just sees God more than you did. And wanted more of God than you did. I'm, I'm keeping it 100. <laughs> I'm keeping it real because we need to hear this. Because right now, what's happening, me and everybody that's listening, Holy Spirit's convicting of unrighteousness. Right? But that's the amazing part because once we can identify what areas we need to be worked on, God is already showing you. Like, hey, here it is. Get the word. Put it over. And it's gone. You know what I mean? Verse 12. Character of the new man. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. But above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection. Mm, okay. This is so good. I'm just making sure I'm keeping on track. That's pretty self-explanatory. 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. It's like what Stephanie was saying. Once she kind of, she let God come in, in her circumstance, in her situation, the peace of God started ruling out everything else that was trying to take the throne room of her heart. Because Jesus should be the only king of your life. Not your job, not your wife, not your husband, not your kids, not your 401k, Jesus. so good mm. verse 16 let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another because i've let god's word dwell in me richly i'm able to teach i'm able to admonish i'm able to help one another and that's you're all called to do that not just me, everyone. It doesn't have to be in a platform. It doesn't have to be on a podcast. It doesn't have to be on YouTube. It can be in your house. 
It could be at your work. It could be social gatherings, wherever. When it dwells in you richly, it pours out of you richly. It really does. I'm going to go to AMP just to break it down even more so. So good. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go back to verse 15. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. I love that. The inner calm. Mm -hmm. The one who walks daily with him. Be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the questions that we ponder, if we walk with him daily, inner calm, those questions will be answered. Because yeah. there's a lot of questions we all have, right? There's a lot of questions we have. But if we walk with him daily, he'll reveal it to you. And then he'll give you a calm spirit about it. Yes. Amen. So true. To this peace, indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers. So what are we? Believers. And be thankful to God always. Every season. In season, out of season, winter, summer, spring, fall. Be thankful always. Verse 16. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you. (laughs) Dwelling in your heart and your mind. Permitting every aspect of your being. Mm -hmm. As you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom. I'm going to stop there. I love that. It says, let the spoken word of Christ, God's word, have its home within you. Dwelling in your heart and your mind and permitting every aspect of your being. I'm going to let you in on some stuff. Um, When I consume the word so much and I'm spending time with God, it doesn't even stop when I go to sleep. It continues to dwell in me. I see myself praying for people in my dreams. Picking them up and carrying them and praying for them and seeing deliverance. And what God is showing me is that because you've made your home in my home, this is what the kingdom looks like. This is what the power of God looks like. This is what I'm equipping you to do in the future. That's what he's doing. He's actually preparing my heart when I sleep. I'm sleeping. I'm not like... You know, sometimes I'll have random dreams, but lately it's been like spiritual dreams with a lot of like significance because I dwell in his word. Like I'm not trying to boast, but like I know people are like, just read one verse a day and yeah, you got to start somewhere. But like right now I've been like eating the word, like five chapters a day, just eating it, cutting it, eating it, eating it because it's, it's so crazy, but it's so true. Once I fill myself with the word, I'm actually physically full. <laughs> it's weird. Like, yeah, go for I it. I feel your energy. Yes. Honestly, I do. It's God's presence. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. It's like it comes. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can tell when you're like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you want to explode. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because it's the word of God that comes out, convicts the heart of men and women, but also pulls him into himself. He's pulling you guys into himself. I'm going to share this. And this is like intimate. So I spent time with the Lord before I came here. And I was worshiping and he was just doing amazing stuff to me, healing my body and just giving me strength. Like joints that were popping, they're not popping right now. Like none of my ankles are popping like they usually do. Completely, I asked he, the Lord, I've, Holy Spirit said, do you want Jesus to heal you right now? I said, yes. It's like, stand up, receive it. Mm-hmm. Felt it all over me. And I'm not even sick. There's just things that he's wanting to do just to rejuvenate my body even more. Make it more healthy. Yeah. So I can live in this place of 
of wholeness and I can live in this place of living and serving God for the rest of my days. But I remember I got done spending time with the Lord and I went into the bathroom and I washed my hands and I looked into the mirror and I could see him in me. It was the craziest thing. Like I was like, and I was looking deeper and I said, I could see you in me. And it was this amazing thing because it wasn't like, you just know. I almost felt like this was like my body was just a suit. And really it says that your body is a tent for the Holy Spirit. It's a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. But, um, you know, probably be like, man, you crazy. But <laughs> the thing is, I'm experiencing this stuff because I'm dwelling with him. So God reveals stuff more I mean, you've heard more crazier stuff than that. I could tell you that, right? But you guys can experience the same thing. That's why I want to encourage you that you can experience what I'm experiencing. And I'm even striving to experience other things that other people have experienced. But I need, at the end of the day, say, I need to just dwell with you and walk with you habitually. Okay. I got some time, but I'm going to keep moving along. Okay, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So that means everything. Whatever you say, it should be glorifying him. Whatever you do should be glorifying him. And Holy Spirit will convict you and let you know if you're not. I'm going to leave that as that. Okay, so we're going to jump to Romans 12. So let's go there. And this is part of the transformation right here. Part of transformation. This is so vital for any believer at any age. Doesn't matter if you're old or you're young or in between. Transformation needs to happen, needs to happen repeatedly throughout your life. Because if, it, if you're not, then you're plateauing. Then you're stagnant and then you're content. And really, I know it says to be content in all things, but that means through trial and tribulation. But that doesn't mean be content spiritually. And the thing is, our, when us being so content can actually grow into laziness mm-hmm. and slothfulness. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, you, it's, I know the Lord says, get rid of these self-ambition, but then Jesus is saying, focus on things above. So that means habitually with ambition seeking God. Okay. Okay, okay, I'll do that, Holy Spirit. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Behave like a Christian. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. And honoring, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Do you see the correlation from Colossians chapter 3 and Romans chapter 12? It's putting on, putting on, putting on, putting off, putting off, putting off. And that's a continuous daily thing that I have to do every day. If something's trying to get on my back and trying to stay with me, I have to like, like bring that thing over, slam it on the ground, and I'm leaving it. I'm not putting on that stuff. And that's a continuous, like, um, Mm -hmm. this is good, Holy Spirit. It's like a checkpoint of your heart. Mm -hmm. You know how, like, when you go to a job, you have these checkpoints that you have to do? Mm -hmm. Like, say, like, oh, I got to check my vehicle, and I have to check everything about it. Mm -hmm. And if something's missing, or something's out of place, or something's damaged, you notify it. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and And you actually do something to fix it. You just don't leave it there. Like if your rim is hanging off your tire, you're like, oh, I'm just going to drive all day with that tire or that rim off the tire. You wouldn't do that. That's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
that can hurt somebody. That's the same thing with you spiritually and your behavior. If you picked up anger in the morning, you better leave it here. Don't bring it with you all day. Get it fixed. Trust me, it's an easy fix. Thank God. Let God remove it. Let God restore. Let God give you peace. And that thing will leave. I promise you. Right here. Um, verse 12. Romans 12, verse 12. Consistently rejoicing in hope because of your confidence in Christ. Steadfast and patient in distress. Devoted to prayer. Continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength. That's what I was talking about of not being content. It says continually seeking God's wisdom, seeking his guidance, seeking his strength. And devoted, do you see how before you could do that, devoted prayer had to come in? There's times where I don't want to pray. Do you want to spend 40 minutes praying when you could go watch a show? <laughs> but guess what? When God entrusts you that you are devoted to him and to prayer, he will give you things to pray for. God has given me particular nations to pray for. For missionaries that are in the field that are getting killed for the body of Christ. But God entrusts me to intercede. And God's entrusted me because I walk with him continuously. Do you see that? And that's what needs our being, our, our, that needs to be our main primary focus. You know, I, I'm probably starting a job, really a new job soon. But you know what? I'm already thinking, who am I going to touch there? Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, oh, I'm going to be really good. I said, God, there's a lot of people that go to Home Depot, and I bet you a lot of them have knee problems, back problems, shoulder Ooh, problems, construction. all construction. I said, God, bring it. I want to see some amazing stuff happen. Mm -hmm. I want Home Depot to, to know that like, hey, that dude right there, he ain't no joke. He's the real deal. But that's all of us. We should all strive, right, for that. Okay. So let's go back to Romans chapter 12 in the New King James. Verse 13. Distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Remember, he just talked about that. Rejoice, be happy with those that are, that are rejoicing. Weep with those that weep. When Stephanie told me about her issue, I actually felt remorse for her. I had empathy for her. But, I was, but the setting that I was in, it was happy. It was all family. We're making tamales. But when it came to that point, I... I took myself to realize, wait, what is she really going through? Right? And um, it's for the good and the bad. Verse 16, this pretty much confirms what I said. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Isn't there a lot of people we talk to that are really wise in their own opinion? But then when you really tell them about real truth and real wisdom, they reject it. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. Pride. Pride. And that's what I, I always strive to, to be always teachable. Now, if something like is way off, I'm going to bring it to God and I'm going to bring it to his word. But I'm not going to completely like, unless they're talking some blasphemous stuff or whatever, mm -hmm. I'll confront it. But if they're just saying this and I don't have a real knowledge of it, I'm going to take it up to God. Mm -hmm. But I really tried to get to this place where I don't know anything. And I know that sounds crazy because they're like, well, Christian, you seem like you have a lot of wisdom and you know the word. Mm -hmm. But I keep myself to where God teach me more. God, show me more. If I'm messing this up, refine it. Lord God, if I drop this, restore it. You know what I mean? Okay. Verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil, having regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, 
Live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him, excuse me, not thirsty. <laughs> if he's thirsty, now maybe I'm thirsty, <laughs> and give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the, this is the solution to the world. All the evil, all the wicked, all the horrible things in the world can be overcome with good. But for men, they don't want to do good. It's about how deep they can get their pockets, what kind of gain they can get, what kind of political status they can get, right? It's all self-ambition when Jesus said, take it off, put it off. So I know last week we talked about knowing him, right? Yeah. And pressing toward the goal. Now we're talking about being a new person and a renewed mind. These all come hand to hand. And this is how you will really grow phenomenally and accelerate more than other believers because you'll put this to practice. You won't just listen to it, you'll actually do it, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit out of the Amplified again because it's so good. Verse 14. Bless those who persecute you, who cause you harm or hardship. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy. And weep with those who weep, sharing others' grief. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, conceited, Self-important, exclusive, but associate with humble people, those with realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. That's good. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of everyone. If possible, as far as it depends on you, Live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in scripture, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. So when we feed our enemies and when we bless them, it is like a heaping of coals upon their head. What that means is that they are getting so heavily or hev or heavily convicted of what they did. Because why would this person be so nice to me when I spit in their face? And I use them, and I curse them, and I talk so much crap about them, but they still bless me. This conviction comes on them. And they don't even know why, but it'll get to a point where they just say, I am so sorry. I apologize. I was so wrong for that. Will you forgive me? And then our answer is, yes, Wolf, I will forgive you, just as Christ forgave me. You know what I mean? So... We're learning about knowing him, transforming into him, being renewed by him, and having the same mentality as him. Because Jesus blessed everyone that cursed him, that used him, that literally pierced his hands upon a cross, spit in his face. His skin was hanging off his bare flesh and bones. Beard ripped off. Hang naked. Mocking him. And he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Now think about that. Man. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus.
Well, that's all I have for you guys today. Does anyone have any questions or anything they would like to share or anything they feel that I should maybe go into depth a little more? Can you like expound on, like meditate on the word day and night? Yes. Joshua 1, 8 and Psalms 1. Yes. Meditating on God's word is so vital. You will not, you will not be strong in the Lord and the power of his might if you don't, or if you're not equipped with the sword of the spirit. What does that look like, like so uh, day to day? Okay, so I'm going to break it down day to day. So what I do, and what I've been neglecting on doing, so I'll admit that I'm wrong here, but I've been wanting to spend time with Jesus in the morning. Mm-hmm. When I wake up, right when I'm like getting up, and I got sand in my eyes, mm-hmm. and my breath is hot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm rolling out of bed, wiping the jewel off my cheek, Holy Spirit's already talking to me. He's already conversing with me. He's already showing me things to come. And then I'll, I'll say, I'll tell my wife, hey, I need to spend time with Jesus right now. And I'll just spend about 20 minutes. And I'm telling you, 20 minutes will be such a, such an explosion in your life. 20 minutes with him in the morning. And that's either praying, that's reading the word, that's either worshiping and fellowshipping with him. But then throughout the day, I'm praying. I'm praying in the spirit or I'm, or I'm praying just in my native language. But I also take time at my work to carve out 20, 30 minutes to read his word. And that is like my breakfast. Now, I'll have a cup of coffee and I have my breakfast. And I'll read about a chapter two a day just in the, just in the morning. But then I'm also feeding myself with podcasts with YouTube and also with the audio Bible and listening to it throughout the day. I don't have any social media. So this gives me the opportunity not to get distracted and I can just focus on the word. Yeah. And then I'm, then I'm doing that throughout the day. And then when I get home or whatever, um, I'm watching another YouTube thing before I go to bed. So pretty much my day consists of constantly eating on God's word. And I know it sounds like, oh, that's a horrible life. And that's a, that seems like that sucks. And that, man, I have so much peace. I have so much fire in me. I'll, I could start a fire right now. Give me a couple logs. And I'll just, pfft. like, that's, that's how much it's stirring in me. But that's why God is able to use me. That's why a lot of people really depend on me to pour into them. Because they know, well, not because... They know because they can see it just by my word and deed. But there's, there's things where you don't know what I'm doing with me and the Lord in secret. And I tell God, I said, no one sees me here but you. No one knows what I'm doing. No one's calling me. And that's the best place to be in. It's just him. You, you are just, you're just communing with him. And sometimes it's, just talking to him like you would me and you just having a conversation. Or sometimes it's praising him. Sometimes it's worshiping him. But we have to get this word so embedded into us that it overflows out of us. And, you know, if you don't read the Bible, just start with a chapter a day. I'm not going to say a verse. You need more than that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, read one <laughs> verse a day. Because you'll forget it. There's, there's times where I have to read a chapter and then I'll read it again. Well, that's like, maybe like one verse is like eating one pea for the whole day. Yeah, you're going to be hungry. <laughs> but if you really want, no, if you really want transformation and you want something new and you want to grow, do a chapter a day. And, but this is the, this is the critical point that I'm going to say. Ask God to show himself and show who you are in his word. Whatever chapter that is. And I want you to get a notebook, because that's what I have right here, and get a highlighter, and whatever God is saying to you, write it down and date it. And just even if you think like, oh, well, I don't know if this is from God, well, write it down anyway. Because you know what? It can be back in your remembrance. You're never going to be able to actually use the sword of the Spirit if you don't have the Word of God in you. That's why I see, like, I'm not boasting, but that's why I see so many miracle signs and wonders, because I... I know him and I put his word 
to work. And you can say like when you're 